Let's open our Bibles to John chapter 14, please. John chapter 14. Last time we looked at uh, that passage, and Chris kind of talked about it in one of the songs today, that Jesus said, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. So Jesus, uh, you know, getting this place ready for us, is it a mansion? Is it a, a tiny house? We don't know what it is, but it's going to be good. And it's going to be glorious because, not because we're there, but because he's there, because Jesus is there. That's what's going to make it glorious. And uh, so Jesus had to go through the cross to part of the preparation to make this place ready for us was for Jesus to go to the cross. And that's what he, in fact, did. So he says that he was going to come back and take us there to be with him. The, the question is to, for, for you and I to get there, to make that transition, to, to make that you know, transition to that place that he's preparing for us. How do we do that? Well, really, the, there's a one-word answer. Can you tell me what the answer is? Jesus. It's always Jesus. You know, when, you, when you're raising kids and, you, you know, you teach them and they, you ask them questions and they'll say, God, you know, you ask, or Jesus, or sometimes they'll say the Holy Spirit, but not usually. So, and, and the truth is, that is the answer. Ultimately, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, it's not by living a good life like so many people in our world think. It's not you know, uh, by our works, because we couldn't get there, if that's the case. Because if you understand the holiness of God and the holiness of heaven, you and I would never make it there. We'd be f burnt up in, you know, a microsecond. But Jesus made the way for us, the way to heaven, the way to the Father. So today we're going to look at... at uh, some say are controversial verses. I don't really think so, personally. But it certainly is a key passage, and, and uh, it is, it's one of those bedrock passages, I think, for the Christian faith. And I think a lot of even churches now are veering off of the bedrock. And when you build your house on sand, what, is, what happens? You're going to get washed away. You're going to get messed up. So the, this concept of here that, that there's only one way. There's only one way to get to heaven. This is a thing. And, and, and some, some passages, some, some statements that Jesus made, they were controversial. And people have trouble with that. In our day, and, 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 and it's been happening in the church as well, you know, it's this idea, it doesn't really matter what you believe, as long as you are sincere, right? doesn't matter what you believe, as long as you're sincere and you really mean it, you really think it's right. That's just, uh, you know, relativism, you know, like, if you think it's right, it is right. Whatever feels like you feel is right, is right. But, but the Bible isn't based on how we feel. You know, this idea that all religions have some good in them and they all lead to heaven. There's many ways, many paths that, that lead to heaven. I, I read on uh, this 
uh, one site, somebody said this, uh, each individual is on a journey in life to understanding God. Eventually, and I hope all of creation will eventually find their way. I do believe it is the purpose, and I believe life will be endless. Life will continue forever from low life forms to progressing more and more until they reach where they need to be for connecting with God. And life will continue in spirit afterwards. So an infinite number of ways for each being to find their individual path to God is the way that makes the most sense to me, in my understanding. Really? Weird. There's a little bit of everything in there. I don't know if you catch the, the reincarnations in there, the progressing from the lower life forms, you know, kind of getting together. We're going to make it if we just keep on that progression. There was a guy named Rumi. Have any, any of you ever heard of Rumi? He, he, he uh, you know, he was in the 1200s, but he, he wrote all kinds of stuff, and a lot of people are following the teachings of Rumi anyways. But, but he said this, how many paths are there to God? There are as many paths to God as there are souls on the earth. Okay. So you got a guy like Rumi saying something like that, but we have a person named Jesus saying something very different. Who are you going to follow? Who are you going to listen to? Who are you going to believe? Who are you going to build your life on? You know, that, that I'll make my own way. I'll make my own progression. Whatever, whatever I think, you know, what that, whatever makes the most sense to me, it's a little bit scary. So, so let's look at John chapter 14, verses 4 through 6. We're going to look at those verses today. Jesus said, you know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. That's very clear, I think. But people, again, they, they want to take things apart and twist things and make them say what they want to say. So Jesus said, you know the way to the place, you know the way to the place where I'm going. And how did they know that? Well, he'd been telling them. And, and the fact of the matter is, from what he just went on to say, is that he'd been with them for three years. So you know the way. The way was standing right in front of them. You, you know, haven't I been talking to you about heaven and about the future and that I'm going to go? I'm going to be, go back and be with the Father from where I came? I think it's a, a really a listening thing. You know, they, they just weren't listening, you know, and, and, and we're, we're kind of like that too. Or maybe it was more than they could grasp, and we're kind of like that too, but we need to listen and ask the Lord to give us understanding. So verse 5, Thomas said to them, Lord, we, we don't know where you're going. Like Thomas is like, this is the same guy later on who we get the name of what? Doubting, Doubting Thomas, you know, he, he says, you know, unless I see unless I touch, unless I, you're right in front of me, I'm not going to believe. But Thomas, there was something about Thomas, and, and even here too, there's, there's something there that he wanted to, 
know the truth. And, and, and there was, at least there was an honesty. He was honest about it. Now, that doesn't mean we glorify doubt like some people are doing nowadays. They're like, you know, unless you doubt everything, you, you, you know, you're not really with it. But Thomas said, listen, Jesus, I, you know, we don't really have a clue. We don't know where you're going. We don't know how to get. If we don't know where you're going, how can we possibly know how to get there? And again, Jesus had been speaking about all these things. Why would Jesus say, you know, you know, because he had been speaking to them. But, you know, what, what are you going to do? So Jesus answered them again. And that's what we find in verse 6. He answered them, Jesus will always answer. And, and again, that's why it's not bad to be honest with God. If there's something you don't understand, then ask him. It's okay. He can handle it. In fact, he has the answers. Now, we have to be open to the book, too, because he's given us his word, which explains you know, the things we need to understand. But, but Jesus answered them, and he said those words. He says, I am the way the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. Now, this is number six of the seven, really eight great I am statements that we've been looking at in the Gospel of John. This is number six. Uh, number one, he, Jesus said he was the bread of life. He said, I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. And and then this passage, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then he would say later, I am the vine. And, but then in chapter 8, we, I like to count that one too, where Jesus plainly just said, I am. And, and so, so, but these are all declarations of, of who he is and, and the, the fact that he is God and the fact that he can make these statements and again, just the statement that he says, I am, that's a statement of God, and you can find it in the Old Testament in the book of Exodus. It begins there. So notice this, though. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, he didn't say, he could have said, right, I am a way, right? He could have said, I am a truth, I am a life, but he didn't say that. He didn't leave that option to us, just one of many ways, he wasn't really just going to show us the way. He, he said he is the way. He is the way. He is the truth. So you, you look at that, and, and, and again, this is where people have trouble. They say, well, isn't that somewhat close-minded? Isn't that narrow-minded? Well, in some ways, yes, it is. But that's what he said. So are we going to go by what I think and what I feel and what you think and what you feel or by what he said, black and white? What did Jesus say? He said he was the way. He is the truth and he is the life. And so we have to look at that. So the first thing he says, he was the way and, and Jesus is the way where? To heaven. Right? That's what we've been taught. That's the context of what we've been looking at. Context is always important. What, what are the verses are talking about in this section? 
and he's talking about heaven. I'm going to go prepare a place for you. So Jesus said, I am the way. They said, I don't, we don't know where you're going. We don't know the place. We don't know anything. Jesus said, I am the way. Way where? To heaven. Jesus is the way. The way to heaven. One of his previous statements was, Jesus said, I am the door. I am the door. He says, I'm not a door. I am the door, the way to get in. The second thing he says is Jesus said was, I am what? The truth. The truth. Makes me think of what, you know, Pontius Pilate said to Jesus. What did he say? What is truth? And in our society today, you know, there, there's not a lot of truth. In fact, uh, the, you know, to find any solid truth about anything is like, that, that doesn't hardly exist anymore. When the foundations are destroyed, what will the righteous do? You know, our country, the, the, the truth that our country was, the foundations of our country built on truth, were, they're being kicked out. They're being knocked out. You know, uh, just even in our day and some of the things that are going on, I, I have to ask myself, will we ever know the truth? I don't think we're ever going to know the truth about some of these things that are going on in our world today. But we can know Jesus who said he is the truth. So even though we can't find a lot of truth around us, we can go to Jesus who said he is the truth. That's a very important thing to think about. You want to know what the truth is? Go to Jesus. It says in the beginning of the Gospel of John, it says that, that Jesus came from the Father full of grace and truth. It said grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Truth came. You want to know where the truth is? You want to know what the truth is? We fix our eyes on Jesus. The third thing he says is what? He said that he is the life. He is the life. It said in, in the first chapter of John that in him was life, and that life was the light of men. Jesus said that he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly or to the full. How do we get that life? We get that life by having Jesus in our lives and in our hearts. That's where we get this life. Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and the life. But that second half of the verse there, I think, is where a lot of people really get, they get messed up. They said, when, when Jesus said, no one comes to the Father except through me, no one. No one. And no one means what? No one means no one. There, you know, you can't like, well, that, what, what he really meant by that was no one who, or no one, and I, this is the way I kind of feel about it, and it's all based on my feelings and all that. This is an exclusive statement, isn't it? An exclusive statement. It's, it's exclusive. There's, no, there's not a bunch of other options here. This, this is a, a statement that Jesus made. And if you have a problem with it, well, well, don't go to me. Go to the one who said this. Go to the one who made this statement. Sean McDowell said this. 
He said, Jesus is the only one. Why is Jesus the only way? Why could he make this statement? Is, is he said, because Jesus is the only one who fixed the problem of sin. He's the only one who did anything about sin. Because what keeps us from God is sin. You know, if you're going to make this progression, you're going to just get better and better in life until you, you know, you've conquered everything. You've, you, you know, you've gone from being a, a flea to being a, a fly. And then, you know, you've gone up and you're working your way up to, you know, until you're an ascended master. And you, it, it's just ridiculous. You're never going to get there. But Jesus did something about it. No one, he said, comes to the Father except through him. It says in Ephesians, for through him we both, that's Jews and Gentiles, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Through him, through who? Through Jesus, we have access to the Father. That's how we get there. That's the way we get there. That's the access. You know, you go to a, a, some kind of an event and you, they, they give you these access badges if you get to go into the you know, backstage pass or some kind of a, uh, you know, if you were going to go to the White House, you'd have to have clearances and you'd get a special badge before you could go in. That's how we, we get access. We, we can't do it on our own. But he made the way. He said, through me, no one gets, no one comes to the Father except through me, through his life, through his death and his resurrection. So Jesus made this very bold statement, right? So if that was the only time you found it in the Bible, maybe you say, well, you know, we're going to have to kind of, you know, try to figure that one out. But, but it wasn't the only one who, he wasn't the only one who said this. Peter, speaking in, in the book of Acts, chapter 4, he's, he's speaking to people there, and he said this, salvation is found in no one else, for there's no other name given under heaven by which we must be saved. What's the name? The name is Jesus. He's speaking about Jesus in that passage. That's pretty clear, right? So we have Jesus, we have Peter. What about Paul? Did Paul say anything? For there is only one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man Christ Jesus, he gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. How many other ways are there? Is, are there other ways? Paul says there's only one God and one mediator. Only one. Peter said there's no one else. Salvation, no, no one else found, no other name found under heaven given to men by, by which we, we must be saved. John the Apostle, who wrote this gospel, he wrote these words as well. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. That's a very biblical, uh, the, some biblical concepts just in that verse that John is bringing out here. Number one, what we've been talking about here is that Jesus is the only way. If you believe in the Son of God, you have eternal life. If you reject the Son of God, you will not see life. Why? Because God's wrath remains on us. 
This is where we're starting from, the wrath of God. What? Because of sin. It's this problem of sin, Genesis chapter 3. There's no other way. I, you know, I, 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 why do I make such a, beal, a big deal about this? Like I said, this is bedrock. This is crucial. You need, to, you need to grasp this because we are living in a society that is telling you something very radically different. And you need to know how to answer, right? Be prepared to give an answer to those who ask you for the hope you have within you. Is the hope in your earning a way to heaven? No, it's not. The hope is found in Jesus. It's, it's really, uh, you know, I, I was reading about this really consistent, uh, a biblical theme, you know, it's, it's consistent throughout the Bible, really from the beginning all the way to the end, because in the book of Exodus, uh, it says what? That you shall have no other gods before me. You know, it was very exclusive from the very beginning. And then Jesus comes along and says, he's the only way. This is, this is consistent with the teaching of the whole scripture. Another passage that we have to look at here. Jesus said, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Who is the gate? Who is the door? He's speaking about himself here. You know, we, we, we need to understand it is narrow. Yes, it is. Small is the gate, narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Just because everybody else is going down this wide path, does that make it the right path? Don't expect that the whole, you know, the whole United States is going to be going down this path of salvation. Jesus said, it's found in him. It's found, the truth is found in him. Uh, let me, let me throw this at you, this idea that there are many paths to God, right? There are many paths to God. And I've been telling you that, that that's not true, right? But let me throw this at you. In one sense, it is true. Every one of us are on a path and we're going to stand before him. But that doesn't mean that we're going to be with him in heaven. You see, every one of us is going to stand. We're all going to stand before him. It says in the Proverbs, actually two times it says this, there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. There is a way. I think this is the right way. I, feel, feel, I can feel it. It feels like the right way for me. Baha'ism, Ekankar, these are, all these different ways, you know, they, they feel right to me, so I can just go that way. It seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. So either we die, or we believe the one who died for us. You see, that's what Jesus did, died in my place. He died for me. It's dangerous, though. You know, I was thinking about this, you know, this idea of one way. And uh, some years back, I would... I would go to uh, San Diego to visit my parents, and my dad would pick me up at the airport. I'm sorry. 
But, but I remember, like, like, he'd pick me up at the airport, and he was starting to get a little senile. And so, uh, you know, he, he'd be way over here in this lane when he needed to be over here in this lane to get off the highway. And, and I'd say, no, you got to get over there. So, ah! I'm going, ah! But one time, he, he didn't even go towards the highway. He went into, like, down, this downtown San Diego where the airport is. He went down this road, and then he turns down this one-way street the wrong way. And I'm going, it's dangerous. When you don't go the right way, it's dangerous. And, and for us to think that we know better, it's dangerous. Jesus came to tell us the truth. couple things before we finish and, and close. You know, you say, well, well, you know, some of the objections that people have, what about the Old Testament saints? You know, what about them? They, Jesus wasn't there. They couldn't have possibly heard the name of Jesus. Well, if you read in the book of Hebrews, it tells us they were looking ahead to the Savior. And they were saved by faith, it tells us there. They were saved by faith just as we are. But, but they didn't have the light of Jesus and the, and, and the fact that he came to the earth. But they were looking ahead to that. And that principle actually also applies uh, to those who have never heard the name of Jesus. You say, well, what about people who never heard the name of Jesus? What about them? You see, I believe that God is just, and the Bible teaches that God is just, and that he will judge us according to the light that we have. But he knows our hearts as well. And, and, and the, the creation speaks about a creator. You can read about these things, you know, Psalm 19 or... Romans chapter 1 and chapter 2, you know, that they have this law unto themselves. There's, there's something they look and they see in the creation that God is speaking, that there is a creator God, and they have a heart towards God. You see, so I believe God, God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. But I must say this, that you and I, we don't have that problem because it's, especially if you're here today, or if you hear this, you, you can't say, well, I never heard the name of Jesus. I never knew. We don't have that. We, we can't get away from it. We're accountable now for what we have heard. Jesus, the only way. There's only one way. So if we're lost, you see, he, he's there for, for us in all different situations. If we're lost, we don't know the way. Jesus said he was the way. If we're ignorant, we don't know the truth, we can't find, we're confused. Jesus said he is the true truth. We, we don't know what to think. Go to him and, and find out the truth. Or if we're dead inside, if we're just plain dead, he said he's the life. He's the way, he's the truth, he is the life. And he's there for you and for me, always, always, always. Shall we pray together? Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your Son, Jesus. You sent your Son, your one and only Son, that, that he would come and he would give us all that we need, that he would be all that we need. He would be the way. He would be the truth. He would be the life. And so we come and we say, thank you, thank you Father, for sending your Son. It, it cost. We know it cost really cost Jesus everything.
so we humble ourselves. Forgive us for our, our prideful attitudes, our, our, our humanistic attitudes where we want to try to find our own way. It's almost offensive, Father, I know, that we, that we say that it wasn't good enough what your son did. It wasn't good enough, so I'm going to do something different. I'm going to go a different way. Father, forgive us for even thinking that. Because it is enough. Your grace is sufficient. What you did on that cross, Jesus, is enough to open the way to heaven for all who would believe and trust. Jesus, burn those words of yours into our hearts and minds, into our spirits. And I pray for any who, who have never crossed over. Maybe, maybe that's you. Maybe you're listening today and, and you, you, you don't know the way. You're lost. You don't know what the truth is. You're dead inside. You can turn to Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And, and he will take you to the Father himself personally. And all you have to do is, is simply pray and say, Jesus, please come into my heart. Come into my life. And forgive me and cleanse me, wash me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand together, please, and sing together, shall we?